the wrong plan. These are the old plans. Old? These are the old plans. What are you talking about? Weren't you at the meeting? No. But the Andersons, before they went up to Hawaii? No. They didn't tell you to come to the meeting? No. I wasn't there. They changed these plans. No. The Andersons, before they went up to Hawaii, they changed the plans. Oh, the plans have been changed. They're not supposed to be any right angles on this building. Wait. You, you, stop working. Stop, stop working. You guys have destroyed these people's houses, and now Wait. I have to change this. No, we have to change this thing's round as a donut. What are you, a fucking art critic? <laughs> by the time you by the time you get to like 300 you almost don't give a shit anymore yeah hello and welcome <laughs> to a brand new episode of fascinated with films surprise motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> we like to go in like that sometimes just oh. straight off the cuff so how's it been man good dude how was your thanksgiving uh was thanksgiving? we haven't talked to we've been we've been Jeez. chilling for the last hour and i don't think thanksgiving's been brought up. yeah no dude thanksgiving was actually pretty good it was very low stress this year yeah um went to my dad's oh cool hadn't, hadn't been there in a number of years nice. so it was cool to see the fam and um went to her family's and that was cool and other than that, it was just chill, dude. Good food. I don't think I did anything. I, I don't know if I talked about it in the last pod with Dave. But yeah, I uh, I worked the night before, and my wife went down to see family the day uh, or a couple days before, but she was gone. So we're actually having our Thanksgiving dinner tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Very at like cool. 4 o'clock. To, so it to, was... I have the night off. I've got the turkey. I couldn't pass on like a... It's like $6.50 for a $10, uh, 10 pound turkey. I yeah. should have filled my entire freezer with turkeys. Yeah, really. that's a good idea, actually. Uh, I might do that when I leave. But here. I, at Christmas, they go down again. At Christmas, I think they're trying to get rid of all their Thanksgiving turkeys once more. <laughs> yeah. And they give you great deals on ham. So I'm like, man, I'm buying this shit. Hell yeah. So. So was it the Thanksgiving of Paul since you didn't have It wasn't Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving of Paul. Yeah. So we watched, I watched a lot of wrestling. I watched, I went into a James Bond marathon oh, and nice. was jumping around through all the different Bonds. That's why last week I had done a Diamonds of Forever pod oh. uh, or episode because I was uh, heavily into Bond and now it's shifted to a couple different other kind of genres. Okay. And is that my theme today? Because we're doing wildcards. Do you have a theme to yours? Uh, unbeknownst to me before I started, I would say it's a woman driven pod woman woman wild card is what i'll call oh, it oh okay yeah uh i'm not sure mine has a particular theme yeah i guess it does have a theme uh you wouldn't think of it just looking at the uh the ones i have what the theme is but but <laughs> before we get there have have you seen anything in the last couple of weeks did you watch anything interesting on uh um, over the holidays other than what i have here um these are all ones that the ones you picked today are ones you watched recently for the first time um, I, not the uh, two of them are the first time yeah. once I saw a long time ago. Okay, cool. Um, but I rewatched a million ways to die in the West. Uh, how was that? I fucking love that movie. dude. I've only seen pieces of it. It's one of those movies that I put on like three or four times yeah. and I get about 20 minutes it's into dumb. it and I just get, yeah. I just get distracted or something. And I was like, I, I told my cousin I was that I'm that way with the Meg. You know, I, I, don't th- I don't think I can make it through the whole fucking thing. I yeah. just get distracted. It begins good. It, I'm getting to know all these people, and then all of a sudden, I'm in the other room vacuuming. Yeah, or something I saw like it that. once. Um, yeah. My I, cousin loves it. He says it's, he's oh, like, it's great it, cheese. Yeah, I remember it being yeah. decent for a cheese movie. You know, the second one's out. I don't know. I know, and about you it. know what's really funny is, is there's like a fucking raptor. On the poster, really? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> it, I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. 
That's crazy, Doc. Yeah, I don't know anything yeah. about that. A Million Ways to Die in the West is a fun movie. It's dumb, though. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. fucking dumb. It's um, Seth, Seth MacFarlane, MacFarlane yeah. you know, and if you don't like him, you're not going to like the movie. But yeah. It's basically a live-action uh, Family Guy episode. Yeah, kind <laughs> in of. A, in a way. Uh, I mean, he obviously does different stuff. I think he's, it's, from what I hear, he's killing it on the Orville show. It's, uh, it's too bad I didn't throw that one in there, because then we could name the uh, episode People Die at the Fair. <laughs> People and die. if you've seen that movie, you'll think that was really funny. Oh, okay. People die. At the People fair. are laughing right now. <laughs> so hard, dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember any of it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what I watched this week. I know I watched a couple Christmas movies that weren't uh, necessarily Christmas movies. I'm waiting, uh, like eagerly waiting to play Black Christmas. I have my uh, my Scream Factory. Actually, I have I have a couple good. Uh, Christmas-esque movies I've been waiting the entire year to watch. Nice. That was the one. Uh, oh, I just rewatched Violent Night. Uh, oh, yeah? Uh, have you seen it at all yet? Oh, is, like the new one? Yeah, I the David Harbour one. one. No, the David Harbour one. Oh, Violent no, Night. no, With I Santa haven't. Claus? Yeah, My God, yeah. dude. Watch that shit. I, yeah, I remember you saying watch it Watch really it this good. Christmas. For yeah, you, I think I will. It is literally Die Hard meets Home Alone meets the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. We watched it the other night. Uh, uh, it sounds and looks kinda, really fun. She liked it as much as she can like movies, but <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's it's a fun movie, man. And seeing John Lacazamo as the bad guy, he's basically the Hans Gruber of the, oh, uh, nice. of the thing, and David Harbour has to fucking uh, take over. It, it's a fun-ass movie. So officially, I kicked off my uh, my Christmas viewing with that. Nice. But, I've been waiting to watch Bad Bad Christmas is one of my favorite movies of all time. It, it's such a unique, interesting. Um, who's the name of the uh, the director of that? Let me look it up real quick because it it's pertinent to it. It, it makes it, it's wild to me. Every bomb. I was hoping I was gonna. It was gonna come to me. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. Though. Well, while you're doing that, we uh, we started watching uh, the Santa Claus last night. But the then, first one or the new the, show? The first one. But yeah. I really want to see the third. Have you one. never seen uh, any of them? I've seen the first one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The but, second one was decent, but I'm telling you, yeah, the third. I, I might just go one to three. You could. You yeah. could go to one to three, but then you wouldn't know who. Uh, who Mrs. Claus was. Hmm. So it kind of pays because she's just, a major. You could just figure. tell me off the pod and it'll save me an entire well, movie. I don't know. It's a good movie, man. <laughs> I don't want to rob you of that either. Bob Clark. So Bob Clark did one of the, probably the biggest family movie of all time. He did one of the best horror movie slashes of all time. And he did one of the biggest TNA movies of all time. So one must have it, been the Christmas it's, it's story. It's so weird that Christmas Story, yeah. the Christmas Story with Ralphie, yeah. is directed by Bob Clark. Yeah. He also did Black Christmas, one of the best slasher movies. And then the weirdest curveball of all, yeah. he was the director of a Porky's. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so strange, Bob Clark, man. Oddly enough, I sent you that text message because it's been a while since we've put up a, an, a, a new pod. Yeah. And I was listening to uh, episode 41, I'm a Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. Nice. And you said that exact same thing wow. on that one. That's crazy. Yeah. What was I uh, talking about? Uh, Dave's One of Dave's 80s comedies was A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. See what you can learn? See? Huh? Random. Well, you new listeners. Now you've known. Yeah. <laughs> it, is very, it is very interesting. So I love Black Christmas. So I'm, I'm all up on watching that. But I bought the five-disc movie i don't even know what you'd call five because four is apparently a uh, quadrilogy yeah so uh, quintilogy pen, pen, pentilogy or something like that <laughs> uh 
of Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Oh, cool. And they're all crazy, man. Oh. So I want to talk about some bat shit movies. <laughs> the first one was like notorious because uh, mothers lost their shit because of the advertising print campaign uh-huh. of like Santa's hand coming out of the chimney with the fucking uh, with the axe in his hand. Oh, I remember uh, that. And it was cheesy as shit. If people actually watch it, they'd realize how cheesy it was. But it, it did have some kind of insane kind of death scenes in it. You know, I've never actually seen many christmas horror movies i know they're all fucking awesome yeah but there isn't a many of the one that always (laughs) pops into my head though is the tales from the crypt one where the santa comes in episode two season one oh there you go dude that is like it's awesome oh it's so fucking that's larry drake Oh, really? Yeah, that's our guy no from shit. Darkman yeah. playing Santa Claus. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy-ass yeah. Larry Drake. I might have to watch that and again. And the mom is the mom from, or the main lady in the whole movie, because it's basically her against Santa Claus, yeah. is the mom from the Goonies and the psychiatrist from oh, the yeah. Weapon. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. Huh. Yeah, check it up. Watch it. Uh, do you have, uh, I know it's, would definitely probably be on HBO. You yeah, I've got Max. Be, you got I'm, it on YouTube, I'm yeah. sure, anyways. Yeah. They, uh, but that, that one, dude. That's that, a great episode. It really is, Great man. episode. That's... Uh, well, up. watch Silent Night, Deadly Night because they're they're crazy. Like by by the time the third one happens, uh, it's it, it's a guy with like this visible dome over his head where you could see his brain sloshing around. He's like a science experiment. Killing I feel like people. I've seen a clip from that. And, and then the the fifth one was Mickey Rooney, old school Mickey Rooney, oh, like eighty five years old, making these toys that would come alive and like uh, and rape people and kill all the kids and everything. It's like the Silent Night Deadly Night films are notorious for being like wild and out there. We need to do a Puppet Master pod sometime. Puppet Master is crazy because it's like nine of them. I know. I don't think we've ever talked Puppet Master. Uh, Maybe. You've you've talked the Puppet Masters. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever brought those up on the pod. Damn, the Puppet Masters. You you know what that is? I don't. I just remember that. I I mentioned that, huh? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That must have been in passing too because I don't even remember. A lot of history. I remember really like it. <laughs> uh, I would do it to Puppet Master, but I would need to uh, uh, review some of them, man. Yeah. Because that's like doing a saw. Uh, that's like doing yeah, a saw that's thing. True. You need like that. It's got almost that level of amount of the, movies. The other too. fun one, because I think there's a few of them, is Ghoulies. Ghoulies is great. I own the first two. Yeah. I think the thir- the third one is Ghoulies Go to College. <laughs> oh man, see, come on, dude. <laughs> I need to own that. I know uh, Kane Hodder, who played Jason, was in it. Oh really? Yeah, he had like some goofy ass role in it. That's and fucking. But awesome. the first two Ghoulies were actually really fun. Yeah. Or we could just do like a little. You could do Critters, Ghoulies. Yep gremlins and munchies he, oh yeah uh, dude all in one kind of group. that would be fun we should do that yeah we could do a franchise pod yeah pods make yourself a note paul note to self paul future paul <laughs> all right let, let, i say we go right into it because yeah other than i'm reviewing some old school movies and re-watching the three that i'm gonna do today i didn't watch a whole bunch of new movies uh that are out there uh, so let's get into it. What right. do you have first? I have zero ideas what you are doing, and you have zero ideas what I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, That's how I like it. So I'll start off by saying of my three, two of them join in stories. So when I bring one of those up, and you'll know which one it is when I say it. Do you know if I've seen these? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen all three? Um, I don't know about all three. I'm okay. going to start off with the one that's not tied together, so okay, then okay. we can keep that and can, you know, <laughs> keep that going. You're going to thread this together like yeah. a big board on the wall that's right. with the yarn? Yeah, We're going to exactly. yarn this shit. Let's do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first one is going to be 2014 Scarlett Johansson, oh. Lucy. 
Lucy. I yeah. liked Lucy. Dude, I liked Lucy, Lucy was a lot. fucking cool, man. I, I went on a Scarlett Johansson kick, and I watched this, and I think the same week I watched Under the Skin. Now, Under the Skin was phenomenal. I don't think I saw that it one. It was crazy, but it's like a it's like a very... she an alien? Like, yeah, but it's, it's like a dream sequence. It's almost like a dream quality to the whole thing. I'm not sure she speaks. No, she does say some words in it, mm. but she's like an alien that's just going through and getting like sexual partners and bringing them back to the sh- ship and then like engrossing them in fluid and then she goes out so a lot of the movie is just her in cars and on the streets huh. trying to like almost species without the horror yeah, involved yeah. in it, it was, uh, and it was great she was really good at it uh, interesting but the same week I watched Lucy and uh, yeah I loved Lucy let's Dude, talk Lucy it was really fucking good yeah um, so to start off obviously Scarlett Johansson is yep. Lucy um, and it starts off kind of in front of this, uh, I guess they're, I'm sorry that I don't know. It's either China or Japan. I'm, yeah. I don't know which one. I, uh, I can't remember. I think it's China. Um, but I'm probably wrong just cause it's Korea. You would yeah, yeah, it probably is and I, <laughs> an Asian country. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, and she's standing out front and she's kind of talking to her boyfriend and like her boyfriend is this kind of scummy dude. Um, I forget what his name is. Let's see. Oh, it's, it's hard. It's a, uh, it's Richard. <laughs> um, um Dick. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's supposed to go and like deliver this briefcase to this guy. Um, who is like a top gangster, you know, um, in an Asian mafia type scenario. I don't know which Must one. Must be Taiwan. Uh, because the, it, I was looking at the filming locations in Taipei City, Taiwan, hotel in Taipei, uh, Taiwan. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Taiwanese. There you go. That sounds good. <laughs> um, and so he's supposed to go and drop off this, this package, but he kind of, I guess he screwed something up. Mm -hmm. So he cons her. I mean, he doesn't even con her. He takes the fucking briefcase and puts handcuffs on her arm and says, go take this inside. (laughs) You're doing this. Yeah. And so she does. And shit goes bad fucking quick, dude. Mm -hmm. He gets shot while she's in the lobby. Um, And then they take her up to this gangster suite. And, bro, there's like three dead bodies on the floor. And he's like walking out of the room with blood all over him Mm -hmm. and shit. Like it's a nightmare fucking scenario. Um, and like they, they won't open the case. They're making her open the case in case it's like fucking explosives. Yeah, dude. And gangster one Oh one. I know. Right. (laughs) Um, because he didn't trust Richard and Richard is dead. Was it King of New York where he opened it and it was filled with tampons. He's like, what are the tampons for? For all the holes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shoots them down. It's great. Yeah. I think I I like uh, lethal weapon more. He's like, what's with the plastic on the uh, floor? (laughs) I didn't want to get blood on the carpet. Um, and so come to find out it's this this like drug and I think it's called like CP4 mm-hmm. and it is like I don't even know how to fucking describe it. I guess it like I'm engrossed because I remember putting it on my very good list but I don't remember a whole lot of it so I'm just Yeah, no, you're good, dude. <laughs> um and I won't tell play by no, play. I, I, just... I know the general gist of it and it's you haven't even mentioned like I mean uh so let's talk about what happens to her is is it because she's it's holding because the case? of this so or is because is something actually go inside of so her? so there's 
these drugs in there yeah. and it's it's some kind of special drug that like opens your mind up gets you really mm-hmm. fucking high um but it has to be injected or i to be honest i guess they they had one dude snort it okay. and then he just got like super how high. how did she get it i can't remember that so this is the thing okay. after they open the case and they show what it is and it's like blue crystal mm-hmm. you know looks um, like the the shit from alienation <laughs> yeah yeah um and uh they basically say, so we have a job for you. Mm-hmm. And they don't tell her what the job is, but she basically just like, they kind of cut scene and she's waking up in a room and she gets up off the bed and her fucking stomach has been cut, mm-hmm. you know? So they've turned her into a drug mule and they've placed these bags inside of her. And eventually she gets kicked in the stomach by somebody ah, and I remember now. it starts going, yep. you know, leaking out of the package. sideways. Yeah. But what should have killed her for some reason yeah. doesn't. And they, I mean, they don't really explain why, but like whatever reason, it's and, like that upgrade movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It has qualities. That also, whenever I, when I watched it before, I, I was thinking Johnny mnemonic through a lot of it because there's a, there's a lot of it where she's almost like a courier at, at the beginning of it. Uh, and then, kind of similar with him he's got these upgrades and shit like that but hers happen automatically right like the more it gets into is it over time it's just a time it's, thing now, well it's right? the more that's getting into her system yeah. at this super humongous rate yeah her brain function is going up yeah by so that's like the trailer 10%. moment right there yeah like most people i think it wasn't in morgan freeman's in it too right yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Morgan Freeman's the best person to describe how m- most people use their brain this right. amount, amount. Yeah, and this woman is now up to this and that. Yeah, yeah. And so from there, it really starts to fucking take off. And who's the uh, villain in this? Um, let's see. Give me just. It's a always got to be a villain. Well, so one of them is the Asian gangster, um, and I may not say. Well, I, I think I still have it pulled up. Choi Min Sik is one of them. Um. Yeah, and then Amir, oh, the Amir guy, Amir yeah. Wakhead. What do I know him from? I can I'm not up. sure. Uh, oh, he's in Syriana. I never saw that. Oh, that's one of Dave's favorites. He would be um, sad to hear you say that. Sorry, Dave. Oh, this was a Luke Basson movie. That should be mentioned too. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Luke Basson's the director of this. He also directed The Professional, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah. Uh, those were his two huge movies, and then he started doing some. I loved him, uh, that Joan of Arc story, The Messenger. Man, I didn't I see that. that movie. Man, watch that movie. I just yeah. lent to my mom, and she loved it. Uh, it's violent as shit. Violent as shit. I'm in. And that. That whole burning at the stake. Now, spoiler alert, Joan of Arc got burned at the stake. Yeah. But there's a great scene at the very end, and it goes on my like top 50 favorite scenes of all time. If I oh, was wow. to make, well, that sounds like a list I need to make. <laughs> uh, but it would definitely go on there because you uh, first time you watch it, you don't realize that she's... Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> she's being like, I think she's being screamed at by the crowd or it's the scene right after it where she's all by herself in the cell. Well, either way, she's being visited by the angel of death in her head mm. and he's walking around her and he's talking, talking to her about, uh, are you doing this for being a martyr or if you're doing this for selfish reasons? And uh, the guy playing death is Dustin Hoffman and he's really? so fucking good in the scene. He's just cloaked during the whole thing. I was like, man, it's such an intense scene. Yeah. So Luke Besson, man, he had some great... Um, uh, stuff. He was kind of like Paul Verhoeven, man. He came in there strong and he gave you like five or six incredible fucking movies and then disappeared and started doing like small little French movies. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, yeah, uh, 
Paul Verhoeven's the same way. Remember, he did the uh, that lesbian nun movie <laughs> that I talked about. Uh, I remember you talking yeah. about it. Oh, I, I remember you were very eager to know because apparently oh, that's I, right. I, I brought it right up yeah. to what the ending would be, and you right. needed to know. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not it came, sure I ever told you, but no, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> because it came down to like she was like. Is she was she scamming these people? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was that was a fantastic movie that I can't get anybody to watch <laughs> because it's like a. Uh, Even though you describe it as two lesbian nuns, yeah, like, two lesbian nuns, but it's like a uh, Italian subtitled movie. That's why. too. So it's it's a little bit more. Difficult. That's your problem right that's there. That's your bud. problem there. You should have <laughs> led with that. <laughs> So that sounded very Dennis Miller. Yeah. Instead of led with that, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so it, I mean, it's it's a fun ride. It's a really good movie. We don't need to go any further. Very action. Very sci-fi. Very yep. Luke Besson. Like if you've watched Fifth Element, you would like this movie. Yeah. Because it's it's got that same type of futuristic vibe that. Yeah. He, he's and Morgan really Freeman plays a great role in it. You know, he's almost like the narrator of the story. Scarlett Johansson. I I, I really like her in all sorts of roles, but I hate to say it when she when she's playing slightly robotic she's even better yeah (laughs) because in lucy and under the skin she was completely like had to show very little emotion right not that she can't do it she's done it uh she's a really good actress well and that's the thing as in this probably one of my top five favorite actresses in this movie one of the penalties of the fact that she's using more and more of her brain Mm -hmm. is she becomes less and less emotionally involved Yeah. yeah you know um, but yeah, dude, there's some cool ass like visuals and shit. Yeah. Like, watch yeah. it. It's it good. was good. I definitely would like to give it a rewatch. Uh, all right. Now I'm going to go on mine first uh, here. So like I said, I did a couple franchises. One of them that wasn't a franchise, and I'll start with this one. Uh, I got this one specifically because I saw a drop on eBay for 4K, and it was like uh, 10.99 just for the disc for the 4K disc. Nice. And usually, I'll actually hold up for the Blu-rays because uh, I know they have better special features. But this was one I specifically. It's 1973, and I was like, man, I was like, if they can improve the uh, the look of this movie, and it's one of my top hundred movies of all time, then I would be super thrilled. So, I immediately bought 1973's Enter the Dragon. Fuck uh, yeah, in 4K, dude. and let me tell you, this movie looks incredible. I bet it does. It's incredible, because yeah. I was thinking, I was like, it's got all those daylight scenes on the island. Yeah. And I was like, and he's, uh, and uh, John Saxton's in the red, or in the yellow outfit, uh, Jim Kelly's in the yellow outfit, and it, it's going to be awesome. And I jumped forward, and I started playing a scene in the middle of it, and I was like, no, I got to go back to the beginning yeah. uh, and watch it. I love Enter the Dragon. Yeah. And the Dragon was a huge movie growing up. This is it the one was, with Bolo, right? Uh, yeah, this is yeah. the one with Bolo, man. And Jackie Chan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jackie Chan in this movie. This was incredible. This was in its uh, his last movie. He mm-hmm. saw a sneak preview of it with just like himself. Interesting. Uh, and never got to see it. He died before it even hit the theaters. Yeah. So this was his last movie. And it was his best movie. And it would have been gone on way after that. This is the movie that I recommend to people that aren't uh, Bruce Lee fans yeah. because it, it hits on every note. It, oh. You need to be a diehard fan to go back and watch some of his earlier stuff. Like, you got to be, if you're going to watch The Big Boss. I love and the, Big the Boss. Fist of, I love it too. Yeah. Fist of Fury, Chinese Connection, those are yeah. all fantastic aren't, uh, films. are the Big Boss and Fist Yeah, Fist Big Boss and Fist of Fury. <laughs> uh, it's weird. Uh, Chinese Connection also has a se- secondary name too. Yeah. And so does it Return, to, Return of the Dragon and Way of the Dragon, same movie. It's oh, crazy. That's the one with Chuck Norris yeah. at the end. Yeah, so, yeah. Both me and Justin go deep with uh, some old kung fu. We we've done a whole pod on it back in the day. On we can some do it the, again. Some of the deeper ones. <laughs> well, this is the one that kind of falls because I was going through the James Bond, and you know, I was like, and then I got it in the mail, and I was like, you know, 
I'm thinking of the story through my head, and I was like, this is a James Bond movie. Yeah. Man. It's a complete James Bond movie. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of the start of my theme of cops. Ah, it's an okay. overall, all my movies involve cops. So, and, b- cops, but more of a fun, different style of cops, too. Yeah. It's not your average cop movie. And, and this specifically, the same way. So, at the very beginning of the movie, you know, he's he's meeting his superior and the people who make the friggin' uh, weapons and everything. They're, they're ripping off James Bond. That's what they're doing. <laughs> and they're just putting Bruce Lee into the James Bond role. Yeah. And they tell him, they tell anyone who grew up in the '90s, like I watched this movie in the '80s, so I watched this pre Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. But if you're later going back and watching this, and you're like, "Holy shit, is this where they got the idea for Mortal Kombat?" Yeah. And yeah, they probably did. Yeah. Because it's basically Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. where they recruit the best fighters from all over the world to this one tournament that happens on this crazy motherfucker, Mister Han- uh, Hans yeah. Island, and. Uh, Bruce Lee is a kick-ass fighter, but he's also a king shit police officer. Yeah. So they, uh, the British, I don't know if it's the British or the Americans, somebody snatches him up and say, hey, we're going to set you up with a perfect identity. We're going to throw you in on the island, and you're going to kind of, from the inside out, root out what's going on there. We think Mr. Han's responsible for hundreds of deaths or something yeah. like that. So that's where the fun starts. My favorite, one of my favorite character actors of all time is John Saxton. I mm. fucking love John yeah. Saxton. And John Saxton has had a weird career, man. Because at some point, he hit the dad status. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. It, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It killed his career on to As the point of, of who he could play. Because earlier than this, he was in Dario Argento movies. He had been, uh, obviously had done Black Christmas, was before Nightmare on Elm Street. Is it Nightmare on Elm Street 3 yeah. when he's in the junkyard? Yeah. Does he karate fight Freddy? Oh, shit. Does he? I've never noticed Damn, that. Damn, I have to go back and watch that now. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. And I, I didn't really even, want to find that I, out. I, every, I've loved John Saxon my whole life, and it still baffles me that he was... Uh, a fucking black a fucking, belt. He was fighting Bolo. Yeah. He fought Bolo in the yeah. fucking movie. Like, John Saxton, the dad from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but he is a badass in this movie. When you watch him, too... He looks like uh, he can't play him now because now he's beefed up to play. Have you seen the trail for Iron Claw? No. You know what that is? Mm-mm. It's the story of the Von Erichs family. Uh, the, mm. the Kerry Von Erich, uh, Terry Von Erich. It's a oh, whole family of wrestlers. Yeah. One of them was the Texas Tornado. One of them was a different variation of Ultimate Warrior. And they're very famous uh, family. Yeah. Their father uh, trained them, and they all died tragically. Oh, wow. It's a crazy fucking story. It needed to be told. And Zach Efron... Uh, that's right. got hired on and that's why he's beefed up like yeah. a motherfucker but when when before this like how he looked in like neighbors he looks just like a John, uh, young John Saxton oh really when uh, when you were watching him in Enter the Dragon you were like oh man they could have totally had Z- well Zach Arvin's not a good, that good of an actor that's, really, <laughs> that's the only downside to this uh, scenario but it, he would have played a, a good John Saxton he was great in Baywatch I don't remember the Baywatch. I don't think I ever saw the Baywatch movie. I can't remember if he's yeah. actually in it or not. It was funny in Neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, I love John Saxon. This is my first introduction to Jim Kelly. The only Jim Kelly I knew was the quarterback for the Bill- yeah. Buffalo Bills. But this is a different Jim Kelly, man. And this guy is lanky as hell, man. This is like a six foot three black dude with an afro. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. He is a badass in yeah. this movie, man. He yeah. is, he is Him and John Saxon and Bruce Lee make the perfect trifecta of badasses in this film. And there's a whole bunch of other people, but we really don't get to introduce them. Or they stuck with those three. 
I'll tell you, I mean, other than Bolo, obviously, who is like, I mean, he's a fucking legend. Yeah, he's dude. a monster. He's a it, fucking he's legend. He's a legend and he's a monster. And if you don't know who Bolo is, he is the guy from Bloodsport. Yeah. Uh, Bloodsport will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, Chong Lee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's incredible in this, and he is, uh, so, anyways, so they get him to the island. Who was the guy that he, the the big white guy that he fought? Yeah, with the uh, scar on his face. Yeah, that uh, guy was a giant, I must dude. have looked him up when I was doing it. I think he was a stunt guy. I think maybe it was Robert Wall, because he was O'Hara, right? Uh, hmm. Let me mm. look up his picture while we talk here. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to... So once they get to the island, they have that big dinner sequence, which I always think is hilarious because it always reminds me. Now it reminds me of Balls of Fury because they're completely <laughs> yeah. making fun of that. Balls of Fury actually is is a complete ripoff of Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Almost from the start, beginning to begin. Ripoff is a harsh word. Yeah. I liked Balls of Fury. Balls yeah. of Fury is funny as hell. <laughs> I like that guy. Uh, who's the main guy here? All right. Now I'm looking up right now. I'm not seeing him dead away on the friggin' uh, Pat Hood's uh, uh, Pat Johnson's on it. He plays a hood. That's the referee from fucking uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, it's Robert Wall. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because he's got a. He looks like he's got a documentary made after him called uh, "The Legend of Bob Wall." <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about him. Uh, but once they get to the island, they have that big dinner sequence and everything. And then remember, they, they bring the prostitutes out. <laughs> they go to each one of their rooms yeah. with like five girls and say, take the one you want. And yeah. uh, but then at one point, I, I thought it was great because uh, they left the uh, they left the grounds, which they weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Jim Kelly got in trouble for it. They Mr. Hand pulled him in to his... Every time I say Mr. Hand, all I think of is uh, the guy from Fast 100 behind. I don't know if it's... Oh, uh, really? That he is the other Mr. Hand. The only, thing, <laughs> the only thing that honestly comes to mind to me, and it's before this movie, like when you say Enter the Dragon, all I can think of is the parody that they did in Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh, man, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. I had to rewatch it's that, too. It's fucking hysterical. Wow. <laughs> a toy robot it's okay I'm the only one that needs to get that because it's fucking great uh, well this was the first time we saw Mr. Hand's kind of lair and everything and yeah. he ends up killing uh, Jim Kelly and then like strings him up yeah like uh, like half naked above the uh uh, like water. Yeah, so was, like, I think they drown him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they show John Saxon. They he like escorts John Saxon through his whole layer yeah. also, and then brings him up just to just to kind of present him to him to see how he would react to the whole thing. Yeah, and it was crazy, man. But inside Mr. Han's lair, see, Mr. Han is missing his hand. Yeah, he was one letter off from being Mr. Han. <laughs> and it would have been great because he only had one hand, but he had yeah. a whole glass display of different attachments yep. that he could put on. And there was like three or four that I really wish we could have seen him try on. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was one that looked like the fingers were crazy long. Yeah. It, it looked like a, like an ogre's hand or also, something. Also, his hand yeah. is in that collection. <laughs> yeah, There's a, just a bone hand there. Yeah, there that's his, that's his fucking hand. <laughs> like, that's such a cool little fucking thing. So like, we do get to see him put a couple of the cool ones on and everything. Yeah. So at, at that point, yeah, so he's killing them off, and he's uh, he's been doing this for decades we'd guess that he's just killing people and doing whatever he wants on yeah. his island and now we get to see at, at one point and this is i'll jump to it at one point the whole island just starts fighting each other just straight mayhem just, it's straight mayhem and yeah. everyone's fighting each other and mr hand runs to his lair and bruce lee goes after him and it's the scene everyone remembers everyone remembers the image of bruce lee with the three yep. kind of slashes uh, slashes on his hands or maybe it's five because it 
was Mr. Hands. Like, oh, yeah, that's hands. true. So it could be in five. And him going through the mirrors and everything. And it was it's just a fucking fun yeah. movie, man. It's like there's a reason everyone loves uh, Goldfinger mm-hmm. and Casino Royale, uh, two Bond movies that you can show to any somewhat Bond fan and they would completely love. Uh, because it be, and the reason is because it has everything. It has yeah. everything you'd want in a Bond movie, and this movie also, for a parody of a Bond movie, in somewhat their own style, it's got everything you'd want, man. Yeah, it's got everything. It, it from just look at it as a, from a Bruce Lee movie, because some of those other Bruce Lee movies, there's some downtime. Oh yeah, in those movies. There's no downtime in this. The, and there's also with those other movies, there's no good sub characters. That's the yeah, problem with that's a lot true. of That's true. It's all just Bruce Lee. Chinese, yeah, everyone else is Chinese expended. connection, you don't know anyone. You might know one love interest that he's fighting for. Yeah. But other than that, there's no John Saxon. There's no Jim Kelly. Right. There's none of these. Uh, Mr. The guy who plays Mr. Han was awesome. Uh, this was the best, and it's 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 kind of bittersweet because it's the last one we'll ever yeah. see of Bruce Lee yeah. doing, and it's his best film. Yeah. And there's been several like that. I mean, think of um, Heath Ledger. His, la- his best movie... The best performance he ever did was the last thing we'll ever see him do. That's true. I That's mean, it, it killed him. And Bruce Lee, I mean, it's still up in the air. Uh, heart heart uh, giving out when he's like 32 years old. Yeah, that doesn't seem That's crazy. Yeah. The, one of the most fit people in the entire world. He was insanely fit in this movie compared to his other movies, too. This is like the peak of fitness for Bruce Lee. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And to, to die after this, this should have been a wake-up call for anybody that like who had heart issues or brain issues, that this could happen to fucking anybody. And when your expiration date's off, it's a fucking light switch. Yeah. Because no one was in better shape than Bruce friggin' Lee. No right, shit, sure. dude. Yeah, Enter Dragon. Check it out, kids. You're not going to be disappointed with that one. All right, so uh, these are the two that tie together. Nice. And although in a timeline they were released oppositely, the first one is X. X. Oh, my God. Yeah. You finally watched it? Yeah. I know what the other one is, too. Yes, you do. And most will end up having to reveal that now, too, but we can talk about them separately. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you picked X first. Yeah. Dude, this was fucking fun, man. This was a fun like, movie, man. And this is the reason uh, that everyone loves Mia Goth mm-hmm. and everyone loves Jenna, or what's the other girl? Ortega. Uh, Jenna yeah. Ortega. Uh, Mia Goth specifically. Now, did you know, and we're going to be spoiler about these these two movies yeah. here because it's hard to talk about these two movies. Right. Now, did you know going, in, uh, uh, going into it that Mia Goth was playing the old lady? I did not. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, and, I, I mean, dude, this was... Now... We watched the other one. You watched Pearl first. first? We yeah, can, we, we can mention that. Yeah, thing. yeah. We watched Pearl first. Okay, you could do um, that. There's no reason. you Yeah, and do it. so like at that point, I had that the might backstory. be a good thing to do it that way. It was. Yeah, because you know, then you could say, "Hey, this is what this old lady I mean, became when she grew up." I'm sure it probably would have been more suspenseful. Yeah, not knowing, you know, yeah. what the fuck was really going on, but seeing the but other. But like one. the scene in X when she's in the bed with her, she's in the bed with herself. Yeah, it's it's very crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, it's someone else in the uh, the makeup at that point. But, right. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, let's go X first because we'll, we'll, uh, and it's your classic story of a group of, I mean, they're not teenagers. They're, I guess, grown folks, but yeah, yeah. They're probably 24, 25 yeah. year olds. Um, they're kind of, you know, now they're, they're making porn, Yep. you know, um, and they've found this kind of far off place where they can go and they can make movie and Airbnb style. Yeah. But, back but in the day, they're basically a renting kind of a farmhouse slash barn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and so they show up to this old, you know, farmer's house and, and there's only a couple performers. It's only Kid Cudi and uh the the girl, right? Uh, uh oh, there was no because Mia Goth. Britney Snow, yeah. Um well, Mia Goth was uh Because Jenna Ortega was the b- girlfriend of uh the producer. Of the producer. Right. Or um, the camera operator. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Um wait. Wait, now I'm confused. That camera operator kid is awesome. He was in the uh, a great movie uh, that we were going to do. We were going to focus on one of an uh, earlier episodes, and we never did. i got to pull the cast up. Yeah, no worries. Um, damn, now I'm confused. You know, because Mia Goth was the girlfriend of the producer. The producer slash... Jenna Ortega was with the camera, camera operator. operator. Yeah. He's producer slash director. I mean, how much directing are you really going to do? Exactly, right? <laughs> Um, you guys go out there and screw and we're just going to run the camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so <clears throat> they're at this farm there. And Brittany Stowe, that other girl, she's known, she's like a, uh, she usually plays kind of a uh, sweet type character. She's from uh, Pitch Perfect. No shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, Mia Goth is a fucking crazy lady. Mia Goth is Crispin Glover of the modern age. She's got the new um, uh, yeah. Mad Max movie coming out. She's crazy, dude. Yeah. She, she's crazy be. in everything. She was crazy in uh, Suspiria. She was crazy in Nymphomaniac. She's she's dating uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, she, she's kind of a wild, insane woman. And you know they made a third one of this, right? It's already, uh, it's already made. It's uh, Maxine. Uh, Maxine X. Or yeah. Maxine Triple X. Or maybe it's just Maxine. Yeah, I think it's just Maxine. Yeah, I think it's Maxine. Um, but they do the Triple X on the cover of it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So they're at this farmhouse and, and you know, there's this old lady and this old man and they own this farm and they're really fucking weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The old lady's got some form of like dementia. The yeah. old man is like, on the brink of death, you know, but also super suspicious and kind of on edge. Yeah. Yeah. And really nothing happens until if you didn't watch the trailer to this movie, you you were probably better off because it it, it takes you in different. Oh, you hadn't seen it. No. So it takes you in different directions where you're like, all right, who's the bad person here and what's going on and when is this going to happen? And once it happens, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now it's on. And, I mean, I'm just going to kind of lead up to that moment. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great character moments leading up with the whole crew and everything and the whole Jenna Ortega wanting to kind of be involved. uh, But, I mean, I will say this. This got just to the point where I was almost ready to be like, all right, something's got to fucking happen happen here. You know, and there you go. You know, asking you shall receive. And so at that point, the camera operator, this, I'll just talk about this one because it's he, what the sets The movie every... he was in was Super Dark Times. I want to mention it because oh. it was a phenomenal indie movie uh, that was on Tubi. It might be back there by now, but yeah, uh-huh. check him out. He's really good in it. Okay. Um, and so he like he's mad because uh, Jenna Ortega uh, just decided that she wanted to do uh, a scene with you know uh, Kid Cudi. I think it was. Yeah, it was hard putting them, if you put yourself in that kid's uh, yeah place, but you bring your girlfriend to a porno set. What? And you you kind of hey. get what you you kind of asking for, right? And so he decides, fuck this. This is I, I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to take the van and I'm going to go. So he's like leaving the property. He's hauling ass and. All of a sudden, this old lady is like in the middle of the fucking road, mm-hmm. and I think, like in her nightgown. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I think she might even be naked, but I think you're right. No, I think she's, she's in, in her nightgown. nightgown. Yeah. Um, and he gets out, and he's like concerned with her, you know. Um, and she walks up to him, and she kind of like 
puts herself in his arms a little bit and she starts to fucking hit on him. And he's like, whoa, I mean, because this lady's like, yeah. if I think we did the math, she was like 89. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mia Goth does such a phenomenal job playing her too. Oh my God. The makeup is so good that yeah. you would go through it not realizing that somebody, I didn't, I didn't know until so you just fucking told me. I didn't no. know that was her. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, you didn't know until no. today? No. Yeah, that's Mia Goth, That's dude. fucking it, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. I can send you, I'll send you a, uh, there was a time lapse video done of her sitting in the makeup chair. Oh, I and bet. And then putting the makeup on her and it yeah. was crazy. And you, and I knew before. I knew shortly before I watched. I think I was reading about it while I was watching the first time, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's Mia Goth!" Uh, not until you realized the whole Pearl thing why they did that, right? Uh, because it seems weird when X just came out, and why is Mia Goth playing both these characters? Right? Because yeah. she just wants to, or something like that. Yeah. But then it turns out, oh, it's a connection with Pearl. Yeah. Uh, um. And so, like, she basically tries to hit on him, and he stops her. And I mean, the thing is, she had her fucking hand behind her back, you know, the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, watching the movie, you're like, well, we can see that. But an old lady. Yeah. He's probably thinking, oh, she needs help back to her house. Right. Yeah. Sweet old lady. And she's making cookies. She fucking (laughs) out of nowhere shanks him in the fucking neck. Oh, man. You know, oh, dude. And like, dude, she basically cuts his fucking head off, dude. Like she doesn't. But it was a rough one. It was a rough scene to fucking watch, dude. Mm -hmm. And. Just say from from that point on, things go fucking nuts. You know, Jenna Ortega has one of the best screams in the movie. She looks frightened. Oh as yeah. shit! At one point when she's at the house, yeah, and then she's running from the old, uh, the old husband, uh, the old man. <sighs> yeah, it just it goes places, man, and it's really fun. Yeah, and it's like ah, oh. and I remember when it first came out, and people were like, "Man, this is what uh, slasher movies have been missing here." This this guy's really yeah. putting in some good stuff. And then when you when we heard that it was a trilogy, well, we'll continue with your your second. Part. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, moving on from there. Yeah, but check that out was, X. It man. was really worth watching. Yeah, definitely worth it. All right, let me pull up my list here. Um, all right, this was a good one, too. So I had recently... Uh, then what what spurred it on? I had gone through another series or something like that. Oh, maybe that was this series. So I decided to go back and re-watch Beverly Hills Cop films. I was going to say earlier, and I decided not to do it because you had a cop theme. Yeah. You know they're making a new one. It's coming yes. out on Netflix. And that was the reason. Okay, I had seen the image... I was like, wow, look how good Eddie is. I think I'm going to go. And uh, I was like, people forget how good the first two are, man. Yeah. So I went back. I rewatched two. And I'll I'll touch on the the other two briefly, but I'm going to keep it mainly on Beverly Hills Cop 2. Okay. Because I've talked a lot about, I know I've talked one several times. We've we've probably talked two, but it's been quite some time since we talked about Beverly Hills Cop 2. 1987. Brilliantly directed by Tony Scott, mm-hmm. uh, who was famous for Days of Thunder, Top Gun, Man on Fire. He did a lot of those uh, uh, Denzel Washington flicks, kind of yeah. like right before he died. Tony Scott's great, man. He always gets kind of overshadowed by his brother Ridley, but yeah. uh, Tony Scott's the shit. And I love the first Beverly Hills Cop. I, the first one's on my top 50. Oh, it's, dude, it's uh, fucking great, Most of man. all time. It, yeah. It's so good. But then you watch, this is the fun one, man. When you watch this and all the stuff has been established and they know what hit on the first one. Yeah. And they get to, they can, they don't have to repeat themselves, but they can just tweak it a little bit to see how his fast talking can get him things and get into situations and get out of situations. Yeah. That, that's what the whole movie is basically based on. And I'm definitely going to talk three because three is an abomination. <laughs> and I watched 
watched it in the, I gave it a I watched it in the theater and yeah. I was pissed. Yeah. Then I watched it 10 years later and I was pissed. <laughs> and now I watched it a third time and I'm pissed. That's funny. And now I have it in the other room if you want it you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so bad compared to the first two. So let me just ask you cuz I can't remember if it's in 2 or in 3. Which one is it that when Axel comes to visit Judge Reinhold, he starts talking about the lines? Uh, that's it's got to be three because there's there is no visit really. That okay. He, because right. remember he's the head of the amusement park because number three has to do with an amusement park. Okay. For some weird reason, and he's the police of the town. The the uh, he. Well, it's got to be two then because he's like he's got this super long director status name. It's like. Seven words long. Oh. When he's talking about what? Uh, to go, Judge Reinhold? Yeah. So he comes to see Judge Reinhold at some point. And Judge Reinhold is like this position that's like seven to nine words yeah, long. Yeah, that's three. Okay. Because in All number right. two, he's still a cop on the uh, Beverly Hills okay. Police Department yeah. with, with Taggart. I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you probably watched it at a younger age than me that could appreciate it. But I, I remember watching it, and the first two were so major into my life that I used to just... It, it was like, for me, it was like the first two Lethal Weapon movies. I used to put one in, then the other, or then some days I would I would, I would would play both of them, and sometimes I would reverse them, and I'd play Lethal Weapon 2, then 1, and yeah. I did the same thing with the Beverly Hills. And it all just becomes film. the same movie. And, and yeah, it, but then when you rewatch them as, a, as an actual trilogy, you realize that first one is quality, man. Oh, it's yeah, quality. dude, it's, it's brilliantly directed by Martin Brest, who went on to direct Midnight Run, and he does those movies so good, and Eddie was so young, and he just, he hit it off with the Reinhardt in the uh, John Ashton character. Taggart. Uh, Taggart. Yeah. And I can't believe he's in uh, fucking four. Uh, they got Taggart in four, man. No Taggart has got to look old. Damn, I mean, dude. He's got to look old. He's got to be the fucking commish by now. I mean, Judge Reinhold's going to look old. We're not used to seeing him old. Yeah, that's going to be For fun, sure. Though. But uh, at least we're kind of tempered with him because you've been watching him in the Santa Claus films. Yeah. He's in all the Santa Claus films. Yeah. So we've seen him. I mean, what's the last time you see Taggart other than Midnight Run? Uh, he that. must have been in some random movies, but I can't think of him. Uh, he maybe a background character. No, he played. Who was he? Where he played? A, uh, oh, he was in Breaking Away too. He played Dennis Quaid's brother. I forgot he was in that too. There was not not too many Taggart films out there. Let's see. Here. But <clears throat> so, if you're familiar with the first one, obviously, uh, Axel. Uh, I almost said Axel Rose. Axel Foley <laughs> comes into town and he helps the uh, Beverly Hills Police Department. Uh, and he, well, he helps himself too because he's solving the murder of his best friend. And, and uh, what were his enemies at the beginning of the movie with uh, Judge Reinhold? And well, Judge Reinhold always kind of liked him. <laughs> yeah. But Taggart and Ronnie Cox took a little bit to warm up to him, but not very long too. They were they were good. It was like the friendliest character you've ever seen Ronnie Cox play in his career. Because, I mean, Ronnie Cox came after playing, like, the villain in RoboCop. Then he played the villain in Total Recall. Right. And you're like, Jesus, yeah. come on, slow down. <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, because he, he also started as a nice guy. Remember, he was the guy in Deliverance. That uh, I never saw Deliverance. Oh, I never saw Deliverance. No, I never man. saw that one. Oh man, Dave turned you off talking about it on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the it's stigma movie, from it because I was so young when it came out. Yeah. I just I heard what you know some of the stuff. I, it's a good movie. I don't need. It's to still see that. it it holds up too. The tenseness like of that scene when when they show friggin' Burt Reynolds' eyes with the bow pulled back. Man, it makes your heart like it makes you stop breathing until the scene's over. It's really, really fun. Speaking of RoboCop, <laughs> have you seen any pictures of, uh, what's his name? Peter Weller. Weller. Yeah. Yeah. Lately. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dog. 
he looks yeah. like RoboCop yeah, now. Yeah. He's old as shit, man. That shit's yeah. crazy, dude. He is crazy. He needs to come back. He's voicing him. He's voicing in the video game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so which is kind of cool. Huh. Yeah, I just rewatched the... the I went through a Verhoeven kind of phase, and I had just watched RoboCop. We watched RoboCop, then I watched Total Recall. And uh, there was another one I think I watched. Huh. Oh, Starship Troopers. We watched Starship Troopers That's like dope. last night or the night before. That's a good one. God, Starship Troopers is so fun. I put it on. I told my wife, I said, this is the movie that you could put on with someone who thinks they're going to hate it, but fucking loves it, yeah. man. Yeah. 20 minutes in, that the character development in that movie is so fucking good. 20 minutes in, you care about every single person. Yep. It. It's so fucking good. That, sh- that movie should not work. And... Michael Ironside loses an arm. Yeah. Right, Beverly Hills Cop 2. So he's coming back to Beverly Hills. He plays Johnny Wishbone. Oh, <laughs> Psychic extraordinaire. I, <laughs> I love him, man. It's, it's basically all about the different scenes involved in the movie. Like how he gets the house when he shows up. Oh, I he love He shows that up shit. to the, the rental unit where the people are like, it's not even a rental unit. It's like a, a bot house that's being constructed. Yeah. So he shows up in the construction scene. It's a remodel. Yeah. And just pretends to be the building inspector, flashes his badge. It's not supposed to be any right, right yeah. angles on yeah, this house. Yeah, it's supposed house. to be a round house. <laughs> he says, you didn't fuck up. The guy gave you these uh, plans fucked up. Yeah. Everyone's off for the week. Yeah. All right, stop hammering. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets him out of the house and basically that's his house for the entire movie. Yeah. You know, he's chilling in the back pool. It's I love great. it when Taggart and Judge Reinhold show up. You stole a house. How can you steal a house? Yeah. <laughs> get your fat ass in those shorts and get in this pool. <laughs> That shit is great. This movie is just fun from beginning to end. Even the like treacherous parts were were, were still fun. Like yeah, remember yeah. It, it opened with the alphabet uh, robberies. So what was going on with the alphabet robberies is uh, Diamond Heist, right? No, different things. Oh, okay. Different things. You found out at the end, and we're like we said, we're spoiling these movies are old anyways. Yeah. It's all connected with uh, <clears throat> Jorgen Prock now. Mm-hmm. Is like the main villain. There's a couple sub villains in it. Yeah, like Dean Stockwell from uh, yeah. Quantum Leap Quantum is one Leap. of the sub. Yeah, uh, and then what's her name from uh, Bridget Nielsen? Bridget Nielsen. She's yeah. awesome. Because I remember them going roles. to like the glo- uh, the Gun Club. Yep, the Gun Club, yeah. the Beverly Hills Gun Club. Yeah. That's where it's kind of they're all kind of working there and everything. Yeah, but it's all connected. So the alphabet uh, robberies are dealing with. Uh, uh, Jurgen Prock now, who you probably know from. Uh, a lot of people know you wouldn't know him from Das Boot because Das Boot's a German yeah. submarine movie. Why would you know that? Uh, I I love Das Boot; it's one of my favorites. But you know him as one of the main bad guys from Judge Dredd. He was really good in Judge Dredd. Oh, okay. Like really German guy. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that like shot himself in the arm, and he's like in tried to set up Stallone as like a freaking. Oh, I'm trying killer. to remember his face. I remember <laughs> that part of the movie. But well, anyways. he's the bad guy in this movie. Dude. Yeah. So <clears throat> he's got a whole bunch of. Uh, he he's he's doing this he does a diamond heist then the second one what the hell is the second one i can't remember what the second one is but the third one's the racetrack yeah and the racetrack is specifically connected to him so he ends up putting a, uh putting out a huge friggin insurance policy on himself so right. he's basically stealing from himself and he's collecting from the insurance policy and he's also uh getting all this money from the robbery itself and with the money he's doing with the robbery himself he's in the gun running industry right. so he's buying and trading guns with all different people and everyone's connected so it's a very kind of entangled web of uh different stuff going on and yeah. That's what Axel's trying to figure out. But the very beginning, and that's what Ronnie Cox gets shot. That was the only, I mean, I guess it made sense. I had no real problem with them shooting Ronnie Cox. It kind of set him up (laughs) to be out of the movie. But uh, if you were going to do it to any of them, you weren't going to do it to Taggart and uh, Rosewood. Yeah, hell no. No, those are are the comic relief in this fucking movie, man. And 
So I they shot him at the beginning of the movie. He found out about the alphabet killings. And remember, uh, Bridget Nielsen pretended her car was broken down on the side of the road. Oh, Ronnie that's Cox right. stopped. Yeah. And uh, hand, she handed him one of the letters, like the E or something like that, and yeah. shot Ronnie Cox. But didn't kill him. Just shot him. Left him alive. And Axel had to come in town and straighten all the situation out. So. Fucking great. It, it was just great what they did with the characters. What they did with Rosewood, who became obsessed with like guns and oh, shit. Yeah, and dude. like Stallone. And they went to his house. and Or there was the scene where he put the black trench coat on and he's got all sort of uh weaponry on him it was hilarious yeah. and then taggart doing his thing like when they went out uh taggart fell in the pool at one point and they it led for like a great joke for the next 15 minutes because <laughs> he falls in his pool when he's yelling at him about stealing the house yeah so he has to go upstairs and put the guy who lives there his clothes on nice and he looks like he's just cut off the golf course or something like that <laughs> then they go to a strip club right after that yeah but they tell the people at the strip club to get in that he's uh gerald ford <laughs> <laughs> and every once in a while said drinks are on the house mr Fo- uh, Ugh, president they were like what the hell great. is he talking about yeah and, he, and at one point one of my favorite lines for the movie is uh John Ashton uh, leans over the table at Teddy Murphy and says, do I really look like Gerald Ford? And he says, y'all all look like Gerald Ford. (laughs) (laughs) They had the whole Playboy uh, party scene. Remember when Hugh Hefner was there? Oh, wow. I Uh, forgot about that. And uh, when they're, uh, the scene with Gilbert Godfrey, man. Oh, one of Gilbert Godfrey's best scenes ever. Let's say there's something in this hand (laughs) and then something over here, you just forget about it. Like, what's in that? I don't even know. I don't even remember what's there. And he kicks him out of his office. Remember initially that where they get him on the hook because they need his computer, specifically this guy and his computer to get into the system or something like that. So they go in there and they talk about the, uh, the traffic tickets. Do you own this car of license plates? So-and-so no, that's my wife's car, my wife's car. Uh, And then he just picks up the phone and goes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know if that was just uh, Gilbert Garfield doing or something. We had no idea that she was on the phone or on the line or anything. (laughs) He just picks up the phone. That shit's great. And then where he kicks him out of the office. Sure, sure. You're, you're kicked me out of my own office he was so funny in that scene man i had a lot of good kind of cameos like that with people yeah uh the scene where he had to get into the gun club and he went in there with uh judge reinhold's vitamins in the sack oh yeah and then put water on his face yeah. and pretend there were like nitroglycerin pills yeah, and everything. Or like bu- they were some kind of like explosive bullets or something like that and it wasn't enough for her to to let him pass no you go bring it to him because he he had to go to uh, one of the bad guys' offices yeah. and everything. And she wasn't going to let him through, but when he said he had the nitroglycerin pills, she's like, no, go go on through there and everything. It wasn't enough that she was going to let him through that she ended, he ended up making money off of her. Yeah. Remember, he's like, he's like what's in it for me? I, I go from A to B. I have nothing to do with C. Oh. He says, my friend Bootsy did the same thing and all they found was uh, a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of money and some uh, and a pair of Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> so she ended up, he ended up getting like $40 from her. That's uh, fucking great. It was really, really funny, man. I loved it. Beverly Hills Cop 2. And I have high hopes for Beverly Hills Cop 4. I do too. Because nothing's better than than having a really bad one and then knowing what you did wrong. Yeah. But Eddie Murphy is really quickly becoming Adam Sandler. He's very close to doing just... To be honest with you, he is, he's been Adam Sandler for a long time. Well, He puts out, in the way I say that, and I don't want to sound too derogatory, but he puts out more quantity than quality. Is a uh, even Nick Cage is guilty of that? You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. For every ten movies they put out, two of them are bangers. The thing is, though, is I liked Coming to America too. I, I didn't think it was fucking The second great. time I watched it, it really... But the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it because it of all the throwbacks. True. You know what I mean? And like... Watch them in, a, watch them in order. 
that that's where that's where I really realized the 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 stains of the Beverly Hills Cop thing because when you're watching one and then you're watching two and you're like ah oh, they just upped it they just upped the fun with it yeah and when you get into three you're like it's it, nothing's clicking no, yeah. none of the jokes are clicking the atmosphere it just doesn't flow there's a good when movie is really kicking man there's a constant flow that goes through oh yeah and it just feels right all the scenes feel like the natural they, they should be and I don't think they knew what the fuck they were doing in number three and apparently well, he was super depressed in the movie uh, when they were making the movie mm-hmm. and then uh, something else the way they like shoehorned Serge into three Serge as a uh, a guy who made guns, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> he, but he was, he was I, like I mean, I bet you, I bet you, he's going to be in four, which he might be, which but, will make me happy. But, you know but, what I mean? But working it in a smarter way. Or oh, something. well, now that they've established he's a gun guy, I mean, maybe they can go in a different route. Yeah, but I mean, and the thing is, is similar to coming to America too, even though it's coming to America. Um, I feel like he wouldn't be going back to do it. Yeah. If it was going to be shit. I didn't think coming to America was shit. I thought it was okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. First one's a masterpiece. Oh yeah. What's interesting with uh, this comparison, because the first, uh, first coming to America with John Landis, second one was the guy who did uh, Dolomite and uh, I think Craig Brewer, I think his name is really good. Mm. Uh, Now with Beverly Hills Cop, the second one, first one's Martin Brest, second one's, uh, Tony Scott, the third one. Do you know who did the third one? I think I remember you saying was it was like John Landis John or something. Landis. Yeah, John Landis did yeah. the third one, and apparently this was the this was the movie that flopped, and he didn't do anything afterwards. Yes, yeah. I mean, and shit. apparently what happened with Beverly Hills Cop three, the more trivia that I was reading, it's just we got everyone involved in the movie at the worst point in their fucking life, oh, and wow. this is the shit that they yeah. just, they just. I'll tell on you, us. I would because absolutely. as a John Landis movie, it doesn't flow like a John Landis movie because I we just watched that was the other movie I just watched uh, was Trading Places. I got it on Blu-ray. For the I was first just time. about to say, dude, I would be yeah. more than happy for them to make another one of those. Not they, Landis though. Landis can't make him. No one likes but, Landis. He's a he's an absolute prick, and he's a fucking he's a scumbag. But I dude. mean Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. I would definitely maybe, but you'd need the right director. You'd need the right director for that. I mean, I don't know. No, I those think, guys are not the same guys. I think when it that, comes, I think to, we want them to be the same guys, and they're not even close to the same guys. Yeah, I think be, Eddie's probably the closest. I don't think we're going to get the the Dan Aykroyd. We yeah, want. it would be difficult for that to pull. Uh, maybe off. the new Ghostbusters will help Dan to just get back into his groove. But yeah. it doesn't feel like he just seems like a curmudgeon now, and I don't yeah. want I don't want my Dan Aykroyd to be a curmudgeon. He was because that's who I am, and the, that's who I care about yeah well that's why i love john goodman so much because john goodman hasn't changed yeah john goodman is the same Bro. motherfucker man as king ralph i've been watching uh <laughs> or me and my girl have been watching um righteous gemstones oh, man we we watched the first two seasons oh so my great, god man. dude we're like halfway through the second season yeah, right now it's, it's fucking oh wild. my god did you so watch principles good. when it was vice, when principles? vice principles it's on my to watch list yeah. i haven't it's started the same it guys they did it it's all oh, really danny mcbride if you like eastbound and down you like yeah. vice principles you like vice principles yeah. you like righteous Dude, Righteous it's all that's the same people it's that awesome. involved yeah it's yeah. a great show yeah. man i love it and it gets more action-packed as that show goes on yeah too. yeah like, like i said we're like halfway through season yeah. two season three is out yeah so i love danny mcbride he's a national treasure uh, yeah <laughs> in my opinion um, all right so beverly Cop, kills cop two what do you got for number right. three so number three as you know this is, is the other tie-in yes yeah it's gonna be pearl man i love and fucking pearl i d- sent my mom pearl i didn't send her x i yeah. think x might have been a little too 
X she was does more like gory. she likes horror movies and everything, so maybe. But I think Pearl was Ramper Alley, and she texted me right afterwards. She's yeah. like, "I'm watching Pearl, and holy shit!" Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, man." It, Pearl is not as gory as no, X, you but know. It is, but it is fucking good. It's man. good, man, and it I, has. I think I like it more. Yeah, yeah. It, I saw it in a the theater. It was by myself or one other person. I remember you saying that you yeah. saw it because you you had seen X and I yeah. still didn't even really know what X was and I remember you being like no the Pearl is the the prequel to yeah. X and yeah. you wanting to go and see it but Mia Goth is an absolute treasure in this movie and this is the movie that she should have been nominated for but because of the genre and kind of the the context in it they they just didn't for some reason but she is phenomenal oh, in this fucking movie man so fucking good the, man. the, the last 10 minutes of this fucking movie yeah. dude with Mia Goth is like unbelievable and it's just the perfect build up to it and the the lighting and the the like wizard of oz type kind of feel to the movie. It's yeah. weird how it has a Wizard of Oz no, it does. feel to it, and it's I, not Wizard of Oz. They were somehow able to capture that. Yeah, I, I don't know that if ever, I, and I mean that, uh-huh. ever have I like been watching a movie and turned to the person that I'm watching it with and started talking to them about the cinematography yeah. and the lighting and like the the way that the overall like picture looks yeah. you know what i mean when she's like, in the cornfield with, dude, the, with the fucking yeah camera. yeah no shit <laughs> yeah. um but i mean also just when she was in the house yeah. like when she was walking down the hallway the like the cinematography of this movie yeah is fucking awesome man the, like the the impending dread that is followed through every scene. Yeah. You think she's going to, when she does one horrible thing, that's all it took. Yeah. Because then the audience was expecting her to do it and you knew no one was safe through the whole movie and you were just, it made every scene comfortable. Yeah. And, and on top of that, the, the relationship she had with her parents, man, oh. it was just, it was an unfortunate relationship yeah. and it was like it was a little strange yeah man. oh yeah it was strange and it was unfortunate but it, it was so right for the movie and everything yeah so she's in like the bathtub and her dad's just there he's like a it, he's like a quadriplegic yeah, you can, know he can move his eyes and uh basically that's about, about it, it. yeah, yeah. He's non-commutative but he could tell that he knows what's going on he shows fear in his yeah. eyes oh and, man <clears throat> all yeah. right well, we're getting ahead of ourselves why don't you go back to the beginning and tell us a little bit so about but <clears throat> with X in perspective, the old lady we were referring to, yeah. this is her as a young girl. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I guess that's weird. Um, in the other one, she's Maxine. Yeah. I don't know where that, maybe that's her friend because I think Dua Lipa is in it with her. Interesting. And maybe that's referring to her friend or maybe it is referring to her. Yeah. Cause Mia Goth in the last one it's was Maxine. It's got some sort of connection to it. So yeah, that's weird. But I'm I, not I, sure what it is. Yeah. I, I thought Maxine was, yeah. Anyways, in this one. Um, Mia Goth plays Pearl and she just wants to be famous. Like that's all she wants. The The most important thing and the only thing that matters to her in the world is being rich and famous. And like the, mo- I guess like the first movies had just started cause this was like 1918 and she would go and she would watch the girls do like a chorus line dancing on the movie screen. And there's, it's like a church traveling show uh, of dancers that's coming to town and she's going to audition with her cousin. Mm. Um, and her cousin is, is like very rich, you know, at least they're very well off to yeah. where her aunt is bringing, you know, a pig by for them to mm. eat. And her mother's German, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Her mother is a yeah. fucking oh, man. bitch, dude. Yeah, the, the home life there, it's crazy, man. That that one dinner sequence where the, the lightning is going on and everything's happening. And everything. Yeah. Because she's, and she's living with uh, her parents because her husband is overseas at the war, yeah. World War One. World War One. yeah. And she's writing to him, and that's how a lot of her uh, kind of exposition will get out through what she's writing to him and yeah. wishing he's back and everything. She's, she's pent up, to say the least. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and like every sexually and uh, mentally, emotionally, and, and emotionally yeah. every level, she is almost at a boiling point. And we're, we're catching the story as the boiling becomes, yeah. or the simmer becomes a boil. Well, because also her mother references what she does to animals yeah. and things like that. And yeah. like says like, nobody out there is going to accept you for yeah. who you are because like, I've seen what you do. I know what you're capable of. Yeah. You know, and like and they don't really show much of anything. No, that was my concern, she, and a lot of people I try to give notices to people if there's animal cruelty. Yeah, and she movie, she killed like a, a goose. A but goose. I don't think we yeah. saw it. I think it was like you it see was a, it swing down. It was a cutscene. It was a cut yeah. Scene. Um, but the gator, man, that gator. Oh, like, dude, that's the tense. That man, that shit is so fucking dope. All right, so uh, should we? Should we? Just, let, let, well, we could jump forward to a couple different. Uh, th- there's not many characters in the movie. There's her parents. There's yeah. her cousin, and there's the the guy that looks just like Henry Cavill's like understudy. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that works at the video that works at or the, the theater. movie theater. Re- really yeah. good looking guy that that should have stayed away from her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, but he he works as a projectionist at the movie theater and mm-hmm. everything, and just one randomly met her in an alley where she was like smoking a cigarette or he was bumming a cigarette or something Yeah, and asked her if she'd like to come in and watch the the movie from the projection booth. Right. I watched it, kind of hit it off with him and everything and even uh, talked about uh, some porn movies that he was... Well, that's so that's the thing is he tells her like, you know, hey, if you ever want to come and watch a movie, like just come knock on the back door and I'll show you... Yeah, he sleeps there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I'll show you, you know, whatever's playing and you won't have to pay. And so... A good amount of time, and she, because she even says, like, I'm married, I got a husband, he's in the war. Like, she sets a pretty good boundary there, you know? Um, but eventually a boundary that like 70% of the women uh, around that time were all, uh, taken too. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Um, and so like eventually though, she's like lonely. She starts to think like maybe he's dead. Like, you know, so she goes back to the theater and it's late at night and he, Brings her up to the back and he's like, what do you want to watch? And she picks out something and he fucking puts on some porn. Like <laughs> Bold move. Yeah. But, like, you know. Especially for the, uh, what we were assuming is the 20s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, well, that's that. I looked it up. It's supposed to be 1918. 1918. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and like basically tries to like talk her into fucking yeah. doing porn someday, which yeah. is really fucking random. Yeah. He wasn't real aggressive, but he but he was still saying it and showing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and so like that was kind of their dynamic and I forget what, what was the, what was the first fucked up, like really fucked up thing she did? I mean, I think that was to him and I'm trying to remember what she did to him. And honestly, I, I'm having trouble remembering it, uh, but the, I oh, mean, it was bad too. Uh, it, I think it's the shovel. Didn't she like, uh, didn't she hit him in the back of the head with the shovel? Then, then, then come down on the shovel on his head or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then she fed him to the fucking gator. Yeah. Yeah. She fed him to the gator. But I'll tell you, dude. But immediately you're like, she, has she done this before? Right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was just kind of a, a yeah. second nature oh, thing to she her. she is you know? a, uh, a sociopath. Sociopath. She's a complete 100%. and utter sociopath. Yeah. If they were doing uh, 
like I know a lot of uh, sociologists and psychology professors like to show movies to their uh, their students that represent like uh, uh, Patrick Bateman as uh, American Psycho is shown yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. They could show Pearl for sure because she has got some. Well, and somebody tells her. I think it's the. I think it's before she kills that guy. Yeah. That's right. No, I remember now. Okay. So they end up having sex. Yep. He tells her that her family is holding her back. And like she brings him back to the farm and she basically starts going fucking like nuts and saying like they're going to get married and all this shit. And he's like, kind of what the fuck was this after the audition? Oh man, I don't remember. Maybe it's the audition that broke her. She was definitely broken. I wanted to get to the point where he tells her that her family's holding her back. And that's when she takes her dad in the wheelchair yeah. down to the fucking lake mm-hmm. and starts calling the gator. And like, dude, she is about to fucking feed her dad to this gator. Yeah. If the mom hadn't showed up. And her mom shows up and like yeah. stops her from doing Dude, that scene right there. Yeah. And I'm sorry to have just ruined the suspense to that scene no, right we're, there. we're already telling we're yeah, spoiling dude, stuff on that this. was a fucking good scene, man. man. Very tense. Yeah. Very tense. And then when her cousin... When a cousin comes and visits her after the audition, yeah, and Pearl already had, Pearl had done her audition, and it was her one shot, yeah, her one shot out of here, one shot at fame, and it failed, and she had an epic breakdown, yeah, and uh, at that moment we don't realize that her cousin had gotten a gig. We almost all knew she would got the gig. But to be honest, I didn't know whether she really did or not because mm-hmm. she says like three yeah. times, I didn't get it. Yeah. And she's like... I think just, she's lying to her. I think yeah. because when she's doing it, Pearl's like like bloodthirsty at that yeah. point. When she, because she gets back to the house and she unleashes uh, one of the best dialogue sequences. Monologue, it, yeah. It was dude. like a 10-minute monologue most of it was held on Mia Goth's face. Yeah. And she's crying it. There's snot bubbles. There's everything happening. Yeah. And she's revealing shit that we didn't even know yeah. that she had done. And she's revealing it all to her cousin. And her cousin is still is in the room with her with yeah, nobody sitting else. Sitting across the table. Sitting across yeah. the table with him. And at some point she's like, well, I've I've got to go now. Yeah. So uh, thanks for unloading. Or, oh, man. And then she's walking outside. She's just trying to get to her car. And yeah. all of a sudden, Mia Goth comes out the fucking house. Picks and, up an axe, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's either an axe or a pitchfork. I don't remember yep, which I one. it's an axe. And, and fucking takes her cousin out. Yep. Oh, man. And then ends on like this crazy. Did you watch the whole credit sequence, yeah. man? Yeah, yeah. I credits? remember you telling me about it. It's just, it, it's just so unique not to watch. Well, so, she has this like almost psychotic break yeah. vision yeah. that like she's almost in the wizard of Oz and there's like, or at an award show, yeah. almost like you like me, yeah. you yeah, really yeah, yeah, like yeah. me almost, almost like that, you yep. know? And similar to like, uh, uh, what was the, uh, the movie, uh, sunset Boulevard at the very end, uh, mm. the, the, the woman had like a complete break and she was going down the staircase and in her mind, she was going to an award show yeah. when she was actually going into the hand of, of the cops yeah. and she had no fucking clue. And that's yeah. kind of how Mia Goth was oh, in this. Dude, and she just she smiles. I remember you saying she doesn't blink. She blinks like two or okay, three times. Yeah. Like but still like, impressive. But still, yeah. And I mean, and she there, smiles until the tears are are involuntarily falling out. And of her it's eyes. the craziest thing because like it's you like can't three minutes. But you also <laughs> you can't tell if it's like joy or fear like, or depression and, or all like. It's it's insane. It, it made her in my mind a superstar, and she. You need to watch 
that uh, that one by Brandon Copen. Uh, I gotta pull her up. It's right here too. I talked about it on one of the pods. You heard me talk about it's it with Dave. Infinity that pool. Infinity pool. Mm. Holy crap, dude! Infinity pool is good. I haven't heard of you it. You gotta watch Infinity Pool, man. It's Brandon uh, uh, Cronenberg. It's David Cronenberg's son. Oh wow. I talked about it on the pod either with you or with Dave. If you don't remember, it's probably with Dave. Uh, but it is next level good, and she is awesome in it. If, if you're into Mia Goth right now, Suspiria, uh, Infinity Pool, and uh, all of this guy's movies. So I looked up Magazine. Magazine yeah, is... Uh, I don't see a release date yet. It doesn't have a release date, and it's it's spelled interesting. It's spelled like... It is spelled with triple X on there. Ty West. So Ty West is the director. A lot of people might also know Ty West from uh, one of the best horror movies to come out in the last 25 years was House of the Devil. I know we, me and Dave have talked about it hmm. on the pod before. It was like a 70s throwback. And that was a completely serious, no, no tongue-in-cheek nothing kind of thing with it. And I loved it. Uh, so magazine, yeah, post-production. Elizabeth Debicki. Looks like it's set in the 80s. Uh, Mia Goth, uh, Michelle Moynihan. So Kevin Bacon's in it, Bobby Carnival, because he's in everything. Oh, wow. Uh, Gina, uh, Carl Esposito is in it. I love him. Uh, well, it's in it here, says anyway. 2024, but it doesn't have a more yeah, it's, specific it's, Well, date. it's definitely got to be 2024. Did they even have a synopsis? So it follows Maxine, who was the only survivor of the bloody incidents of X. It's fucking her. Right. The, it's Mia Goth's character from X not playing the other one. She's, they're going the other way with, with her. This is such an interesting thing. So Mia Goth is the old lady. We went backwards to see her as Pearl. Mia Goth is the young girl in X. We're going to see her 10 years later yeah. as Maxine. That's amazing. That's crazy. That's, yeah. that's an interesting thing. So she's the only survivor of the bloody incidents of X as she continues her journey towards fame to be the actress in 1980s L.A. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Ty West is on a, a really good streak of being one of the, uh, the the better horror directors that we got going on out there right now. It certainly isn't the uh, the bon- uh, abysmal shit that's coming out with the Halloween guys. That, that Exorcist is free right now, and I still haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not. <laughs> I don't I think heard I enough wanted, bad reviews about it. I don't it. think I wanted to see Ellen Burstyn playing that character yeah. and, and just doing it, man. Yeah, the one movie we had mentioned it off the pod that I am super eager that I might even actually uh, go across town to the movie <laughs> to see is that Godzilla minus one man. Yeah, dude, I really want to. Oh see that. man, it's getting some really good reviews. Yeah. Like audience and critics are saying it's insane, and it's and it kind of makes the other Americanized kind of Godzillas look bad because this is how they should be made. Yeah. They should be made in Japan, and they should be made by Japanese people, and they know what the fuck they're doing. Yep. Like before this one, the best one people talked about was called Shin Godzilla, and it came out in like twenty maybe 2015 or something like that and I own it and I haven't watched it yet so oh, wow. it's in my stack but I definitely maybe I'll watch that and then uh, that'll get me all riled up to go see Godzilla Minus One because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen Godzilla Minus One trailers for a while and like figures because I follow a lot of the action figure right. kind of people and everything and they've been releasing Godzilla Minus One figures and stuff like that and it looks great man the trailers look really good uh, I'm still hoping that uh, Killer's Moon comes up pretty soon yeah 
I ordered, I mentioned on the last pod, I haven't, it hasn't arrived yet in the mail yet, but I ordered Oppenheimer. My guy on eBay was selling it for like 10 bucks, the Blu-ray. So Hell I, yeah. I ordered it, still haven't seen it, so I don't know shit about it, but I know I'm going to like it. Yeah, absolutely. Still haven't watched Barbie. Uh, what else is out that's coming out soon? Man, they, they just are not hitting like they used to with movies in movie titles and stuff that is coming out soon. Did I you mean, do your third movie? Uh Am I am I doing one of those things? No, no I'm not completely wrapping up. No, this ain't the wrap up. Just checking, just checking. You yeah. seemed like you were heading that way. No, 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 no. I got one more. Okay, I might have been actually. <laughs> uh, I didn't know if we were completely wrapped up with uh, with Pearl yet. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about Godzilla. I yeah, figured yeah, yeah, we yeah. could move on. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, don't think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> So yeah, check out Pearl. It's really up to you which one you want to watch first. Yeah. You really can't go wrong. Yeah. I've watched I watched them in the reverse order than Justin did, and I, I don't know which one to tell you is better. Uh, yeah, it's pa- difficult. Part of me wants to say the way you watched them was better. It was. The, it, it was good. The, the way to watch it, it would be the Pearl way and to know that this is the old woman when she's older. Yeah. And obviously when we all watch Maxine, we'll have already watched X. So yeah. I don't think that'll be exciting. All right. My tr- third one in the uh, in the cop kind of trilogy because we had finished uh, my wife she didn't really watch them but she's in the room when they're going on uh, I put all the Beverly Hills Cop movies on yeah. I was like where am I going to go next I, I made the smart choice and didn't go to the third one of this uh, franchise <laughs> though so I kept it as a thing we want to take a guess what franchise it is I mean I'm going to say there's three but there's all, I only watched the first two I was going to say Robocop no Ugh. it is but that also is three that you could skip the third. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the first one is one I'm going to talk about in this series, and it's from 1998, and it is Rush Hour. Oh, hell yeah. That's fun. Love some Rush Hour. Yeah. Man. Do you and, understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? So good, man. And the blooper reel, you forget when you get to the end that they do those blooper reels. Oh, man. yeah. They're so, so great. fucking fun, man. All of Jackie Chan's uh, blooper reels or pain reels are oh, yeah. fucking awesome to watch. Uh, and Chris Tucker in in the middle of all that stuff is yeah. so fun, too, man. So, yeah, like I said, the third one, oh, it's so bad. The one in Paris. Yeah. Oh, I, so I don't bad. even know that I saw that one. Yeah. You know they're I making saw it in the theater. I, I'm pretty sure they are making it. I saw an image of, of it today, which is weird. It makes me think Facebook's watching me because I just randomly decide to watch <laughs> Rush Hour, and now I get images of Rush Hour Four coming out. They are uh, crazy. Uh, but yeah, the third one bad. Yeah, stick first with the first one, two. Good. Can't go wrong with the first two. They're yeah. both really good. First one being the better one, but only slightly edging. It's similar to like Beverly Hills Cop. Two was the fun one. We yeah. already established it. These guys were already best friends. They were in uh, Japan and or China, yeah. and they were just making shit happen, man. So the first one, if you're not familiar with the rush hour, you've got a uh, badass security guard uh, or bodyguard played by Jackie Chan who's guarding this family and her daughter uh, in China, yeah. and he just got a great job. Uh, the, the father of the family got a great job as like an ambassador over in the States, so he's moving away. Jackie Chan's going to be separated from them and they're living their life. There's also a like kingpin that's going on called uh, Juntao. Juntao. Juntao's the kingpin. They're not quite sure who he is. Yeah. But that's not that family's problem. It's Jackie Chan's problem. <laughs> yeah. Back there. Uh, 
So back in the States, now that that family's in the States, we, we get to meet Chris Tucker, who's like an L.A. cop. That great scene with him and Chris uh, Chris Penn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I come back, dude. I'm going to bring your fat ass some cookies next time. Yeah. <laughs> I love Chris Penn in this movie. Yeah. Like later on when they visit him in jail, he's like, I'm not touching I'm that. Not I'm touching not touching that. that. Yeah, I'm not I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's great. Chris Penn's so good. He didn't, I, I think he died shortly after. Uh, number yeah, one, I know two, he's man. not with us anymore. Oh, he's God. fucking too Such bad. Such sad, man. They... They found his uh, his heart was three times the size. Wow! Uh, a normal heart when they Jeez. did the autopsy on him. That's so I don't crazy. know if that was just a pre-existing thing, yeah. or maybe he was drinking re- uh, really heavily. He did yeah. get big after, yeah. after Reservoir Dogs. I mean, he was fairly big in Reservoir Dogs. You could yeah. go back and watch Footloose, and then watch him in fucking uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, dude. He was, he it's was, like a different person. He was bigger in Best of the Best too. He get he did he yeah. got thick there, but yeah. uh, I think he he gained most of his weight between eighty seven to ninety one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as Thornton Mellon would say. He ballooned up nicely. Nicely, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he's kind of a fuck up. Uh, and Philip Baker Hall plays a great chief of police in this. Uh, also in the LAPD is Elizabeth Pena, who I love. Elizabeth Pena, oh, uh, she's so good. She, I, I loved her in um, Jacob's Ladder. Is one of my favorite things with Elizabeth Pena. But uh, you'd recognize her if you see her. Uh, so he's kind of the fuck up on the LA uh, kind of police force. So what happens is. Uh, there's a kidnapping of the ambassador's daughter, like uh, a really kind of well-staged kidnapping where the, on the way to school, uh, they uh, that's where the rush hour comes in because during rush hour, they pretend to have a detour. He, uh, the security detail goes and follows the detour and then they snatch the kid. So obviously, the ambassador wants the best of the best to come help find his daughter, so he flies Jackie Chan out. Yeah. The second the FBI, who's on the case now, finds out that there's a, a Jackie Chan, one a foreign national, is being sent over to help, they were like, hey, let's get some uh, LAPD schlub yeah. to just show them the sights, show them the beret tar pits and whatever the fuck else, that man's Chinese theater in L.A., that, uh, to keep him off, uh, off course. And so that's what they do. Chris Tucker has no idea this is a, a a chump detail. He thinks he's gone to the top, going to yeah, work with the FBI. Yeah, remember he does his like walkout for yeah, everybody does, at the, yeah, at the you, LAPD. You, yeah. You. Well, know. Philip Baker Howell really sold it to him. You're going to the top. You're yeah. going to the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Elizabeth Pena played like the, uh, she was going to be on the bomb squad and they had a great That's scene right, with yeah. her at the end. It was good. Uh, so when he meets Jackie Chan, uh, he automatically assumes Jackie Chan can't speak English. So Jackie Chan kind of abides him with that, which leads to some great comedy. Because yeah. We know Jackie Chan can speak English. And uh, so he just goes on for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Pretending that he can't speak and everything. And uh, Chris Tucker making an ass out of himself. So I am great. not a sky cap. You put <laughs> your own shit in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> in the trunk. <laughs> It's great. So you yeah. basically get to see Chris Tucker do what he does best, which is just talk. Yeah. You know, he just, he, you put him in a scene and you just let him improvise. Yeah. And I heard he improvised a shit. Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh, this movie was directed by notorious asshole, Brett Ratner. And, uh, it's probably better that he just let Chris Tucker and, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Jackie Chan do what they do. Yeah. Now Jackie Chan and people forget too. Jackie Chan was old in this movie. Oh yeah. And he was doing shit old being, Probably 50. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But for oh, oh, Jackie Chan... For, for Jackie like, Chan, because yeah. we've been watching... If you've been watching Jackie Chan since The Drunken Master, yeah. Jackie Chan was like 18 fucking years He's old. Broken there, every man. bone in his body uh, three times. Yep, and it's fucking crazy, man. He, he's 
he they list some of his like horrible injuries and stuff, and they're horrible, man. Yeah, horrible injuries. And I still love the foreigner, man. That was one of the oh, best dude, things he went so on and good, did. Dude. Uh, that, and as far as a Jackie Chan fan, one of my favorite things he ever did was decide to come back and do that. Uh, he should have done that. Should have sp- uh, spawned a whole series of movies with. Oh, him. that yeah, should have been dude. taken. Yeah, with Jackie Chan. Fuck you know, yeah, man? dude. Uh, did you hear the rumor that he's him and Macho are both coming back for a future uh, Karate Kid movie? I've seen they're, the. They're, yeah, they're they're, they're doing blending a, the universes somehow. They're doing a contest to find. Oh, is that to, what it is? Like, well, I mean, they are. No, no. They're they're like in the real world. Yeah, yeah. The two of them are doing a contest right now to find who's going to be the next Karate oh, Kid for the you, movie. Um, oh, it was that on, sounds a reality show right there. Oh, if, probably. If fucking Bravo's not picking that up, yeah. and making it a ten episode series and recording that. Yeah, but that also means that the movie's not going to come out for like four more years. Yeah, man. The money, money, money. Yeah, I don't that, know. That, I don't need that movie. I don't first know of that all. I'll see that. No. I, that Karate Kid remake was abysmal. It being like my on my top five favorite movies of all time, it was a miracle that I even watched it in the first place. And it was mainly because of Jackie Chan. I certainly didn't give a shit about uh, Will Smith's kid. Uh, much like the uh, I Am Legend fucking memes I'm seeing all over the place of them still coming out with Will Smith being in it. I don't know how that's going to happen, man. No. It, um, don't so do it, it. So it says the, the Karate... Flash called, and they said don't hire that motherfucker. <laughs> um, it says the Karate Kid 2 is supposed to come out December 13th, 2024. I mean, they have to do something because the series is so big, but I don't know why you just don't stick with the people from the series. Yeah. You know? Just, that's who it is. Yeah. You know? All kids don't want to see another fucking... Uh, they don't want to see fucking uh, Jaden Smith, Jaden Smith, yeah, or, or Jackie Chan. They yeah. they want to see Ralph Macchio or or Johnny Lawrence. Play Johnny Lawrence on there. Who cares? Uh, well, where were we? Rush hour. <laughs> Let's go back to Jackie Chan. So the comedy ensues, and basically the whole the whole movie is nothing but those guys being complete opposites, playing off the the age old thing of Abbott and Costello, yeah. or Alex uh, or Oscar and Felix, two people that were like oil and water, but somehow ended up uh, liking each other yeah. and everything. And the, just the scenarios that they would get him in, uh, get each other in and everything. And, and it's all about Chris checks one, Chris Tucker's one liner. Oh yeah. Well, and Jackie Chan's Mushu. reactions. I need Mushu. Yeah. But like also Jackie Chan's reactions, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, man. Uh, and the action was good though. The action was good. Yeah. That last that last like fifteen minutes where they had the bomb on the little girl and mm-hmm. they had to take the bomb off her and Jackie Chan put it on himself yeah. and like went up the thing. This was the first movie and uh he's the villain in the movie, but it's the first time I had ever seen Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Tom Wilkinson had a huge coming out party after this movie uh was made and went on to do a whole bunch of stuff. Like I, I think Michael Collins had come out or not Michael Collins, uh Michael Clay, what the hell is it? Michael Clayton, that's Michael what it is. Clayton. God, man, he's so great in Michael Clayton, and he was good in the, the bedroom, and there was a whole bunch of stuff. He went on to do a whole bunch of uh, Oscar-nominated uh, stuff, too, and now I'm not sure what Tom Wilkinson has done since then. but you know. He's done a bunch. Yeah, I mean, he's I, famous as hell, but I'm not sure what he's done recently. Anything I swear there up? was a movie, and maybe it's not him, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but like... I swear there's a movie where he was trans. Hmm. Yeah, it's called Normal. That's right. 
right. came out in 2003. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that I, was a while ago. Because this movie was, what I say, 98 was this? Or 90? Was this earlier than 98? I'm just like, I mean, that was a, an odd movie to come out at that time. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean... The, it's all that's the first thing I ever saw him in. It's like I, I guess maybe if Yeah, Rush Hour is probably the probably first the thing. first. But yeah, I mean this was this was a crazy movie. Yeah. He became like a grandmother in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Check out if you're a Tom Wilkins fan, Sorry. check out Michael Clayton. Michael- Sorry, not weird. I just meant <laughs> it was just an interesting story. My oh bad. yeah. Tom Wilkinson's yeah. a great actor, man. So he can play a whole bunch of different stuff. And if you want to see him one of the best things he's ever done and will ever do is Michael Clayton, where he got uh, plays the guy who goes through a mental break at the beginning of the movie and takes all his clothes off and is just fucking lost his. Mind. Oh, really? He's so fucking good in that movie. Every mo- the time they show him in that movie, he is manic and he thinks people are after him. And guess what? They are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really fantastic. So yeah, all the way through the end of the movie, it was super good. It ended really well. We we knew that it was a surefire hit and that it, it made like two hundred and fifty million dollars and. Uh, who you think you are, Chelsea Clinton? Yeah. Uh, that's how much they made. How much yeah. they were asking for the ransom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one, I loved it. You are a huge fan of the second one oh, as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love John Lone. John Lone is one of my favorite, uh, I, I always say, he's one of my favorite characters. Because I think I say that about a hundred different uh, characters. <laughs> he's one of my favorite hundred uh, characters. I love John Lone so much, though, because I'm a huge fan. One of my favorite films of all time is Year of the Dragon. He plays the... Uh, the villain in that movie opposite Mickey Rourke, but he also played uh, the descendant of Khan in uh, The Shadow. Did you ever watch Alec Baldwin's The Shadow? Oh, yeah. He was the uh, descendant of Genghis Khan. And he was very charismatic, and he dressed all really smartly in his suits, and he was wisecracking and everything. Yeah. He was in Madame Butterfly, and he, he's a real deal actor. I was I was super stoked when I heard John Lone was going to be the villain in Rush Hour 2. I was like, holy shit. Huh. He's like, that's awesome. I mean, I love the fact that they were in China for that whole uh, one, and you got to see Chris Tucker now out of his element and everything, yeah. like the karaoke scene where he jumps up there and he's doing Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Um, I forgot uh, John Lone was the Last Emperor. Yep, Last yeah, Emperor. That was probably... God, I love John Lone, man. That was a good movie. Yeah. He's done a lot of good stuff. I wonder what he's done. He's aging like fine wine, too, in this movie, because he's, he is should not look as good as he does. Uh yeah, he needs to be in more stuff, man. I miss John Lone. Yeah. All right, yeah. That's my number three. Hell yeah. Ah, I like it, man. What were you saying we need to do? We need to do some franchise ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember we'll it, was to, it was and Ghoulies and Puppet and, Master and yeah. Munchies. and <laughs> Or like similar franchises yeah. like that all kind of group together because yeah. those are all their individual franchises, but they are all kind of the puppet uh, yeah we'll just do a puppet pod yeah Why not? they could be a puppet you pod know? yeah we did animated we haven't done a puppet pod yeah a horror <laughs> those all puppet connect. pod horror puppet pod yeah, yeah we could even uh, work in ones like uh, Twilight Zone the movie that puppet that comes out of the fucking uh, uh, hat for the oh, Joe Dante yeah. movie yeah, yeah, yeah. But Joe Dante does a whole lot of puppets so <laughs> he's the gremlins guy if you don't know <laughs> but we should start I, I wish we could do another like holiday theme one but I think we've tapped out I'm pretty what sure the we've hol- covered them dude uh, if you want to go back in this holiday season too and maybe we should like boost them on Facebook yeah uh, because I know we have a traditional one and then we have a non-traditional one yeah. and I think we did another one after that that's we did that's when we really racked our brains yeah. of what we're going to do now but we're definitely going to do a 2023 uh, uh, wrap up yeah that'll definitely be me and you so that probably coming up in the next few weeks can you believe it's like the fucking I know like the 4th of December right yeah, now? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's like three weeks away. Three I know. Away. It's what fucking fuck? crazy, It's crazy dude. talk. I got to see some movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was more than the theater that I would want to like actually go to, but man, 
there, there really isn't a whole lot no. out there right now. You know, remember when December was like, oh, this is where they're going to pump them all out. Oh, uh, yeah. Unless they're coming out and I just don't know about them. Well, but. I mean, I still haven't seen the new Indiana Jones. I haven't seen the new Mission Impossible. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. Well, um, those first two are definites. You need to see them. You should see them before we do the wrap up. Yeah, I'd like to. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to be on mine and maybe they'll yeah. be on yours too. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I luckily I've kept a list and I, I've got I, I got a pretty good list for five movies that I would pick for my uh, top five. Yeah. We'll, we'll do five each. So okay. start planning that now because by the next by the time we do the next pod, yeah. But because I we have one dropping the one that me and Dave did last week drops. We're recording this, uh, so it uh, obviously has already dropped. If you're listening to this, but I'll do one more with Dave, and by the time we do the next one, we'll be ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So. Let's do That's that. That's crazy. Next. Let's Happy do it next. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. <laughs> so I love it. I can watch Trading Places twice a year. Yeah, it's one absolutely. of those few movies that you can watch like that. Uh, because I was like, should I watch it for Christmas or should I watch it for New Year's? I'll watch it for both. And, yep. That's what <laughs> I Blu ray is awesome, too. I've been uh, the owner of the DVD for like yeah. years. Yeah. And uh, the Blu ray is a definite uh, upgrade. Really? I can't, I still can't speak for the 4K thing. Yeah. I think it's a scam. <laughs> that's, that's what I except think. for the oranges. Except for the oranges yeah. and the yellows. Other than that, or like people's eyes, I'm like, are they are they brightening people's eyes? Yeah. Because there's certain things that they can brighten and there's certain things they can't. Yeah, that's why I like. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure yet. That's fun. Jury's not out. <laughs> but yeah, next couple of weeks, me and Dave are going to do another cool wild card coming up, and then uh, yeah, you'll hear a uh, 2023 favorites from me and Justin, and uh, and we'll start 2024. Yeah. Hopefully some good movies coming out that year. So, But until then, see you. Peace. Lord was doing generous to you. He never answers any of my prayers. Mm-hmm.